Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Happy damn Friday, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Well, let's just jump right on in it. Let's go go ahead and jump on into the bull crap. I'm not buying it, man. I'm not, you know, as I said earlier, I, I may have been born the day before yesterday, but I sure as hell wasn't born yesterday. Let me see if I get this straight. So a 21-year-old National Guardsman, a reservist, uh, had access to not just classified documents, but, like, really, 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 really class- classified. Like, the most secret crap we have, okay? This 21-year-old gamer, apparently, somehow got his hands on or got some screenshots of uh, sensitive, se- top-secret uh, documents concerning operational stuff with our, with our, uh, uh, our intelligence uh, apparatus in in China and Russia. Uh, we we now, I guess, have alerted the Chinese to uh, how we how we be spying, how we be spying inside the People's uh, Republic uh, or, or the People's Liberation Army. We've penetrated their military in some regard, and they now know this. Uh, we now know that China has a hypersonic missile that can land, uh, you know, on American soil and. Not much, apparently, we can do about it. Uh, documentation that also uh, exposed uh, our, our, our intelligence folks getting inside the Russian defense ministry. Apparently, uh, this involves some stuff uh, as far as operational movements with troops on the ground in Ukraine. Wow. That 21-year-old punk had some high-class clearance, didn't he? Um, and I, you know, I, I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> okay. Cause look, I, I'm going to get all Mr. Spock on you here. Okay. Only one of two things can be true. Only one of two things can be in this situation. All right. Either our military is so freaking incompetent at this particular stage right now. And I ain't talking about you enlisted folks I'm talking about, you know, leadership. Uh, our military is so freaking inept at this point that it, it, somehow uh, the way things are going right now allows for a 21-year-old reservist to somehow, now I know he had clearance, but to somehow get his mitts on information of this kind and of this level. That's that's rank incompetence at its worst, if that's the truth of it, or they're full of crap and they're lying and they're just hanging this kid out the dry. I I, I don't know. I have no idea. I guess when you're on the radio, you're supposed to have a fancy answer for anything, for everything. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, one thing we do know is that the current rabble running this country into a brick wall lies to us on a regular basis. Yes. Uh, several branches uh, of our current government have been weaponized against conservatives and Christians and people that they don't like. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, we, we have a president and, and my brother Trey was pointing this out on where and Rima that we have a president who is, is obviously, you could see it with your own eyeballs, guilty as hell 
of uh, you know doing is selling for allegedly selling classified information. I'm sure selling access to to his office when he was vice president. And the man's got highly classified documents in his freaking garage in freaking Delaware, Rehoboth Beach. Uh, we, we, we have seen communications between Hunter Biden and China on money deals, big money deals. Uh, but no, this 21-year-old, you know, I'm just not buying, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's really going on. What I do know is that I can't trust anything coming out of this government as far as their explanation of something. I, I, I've taken calls from folks. I'm not military. I, you know, I'm, I'm an original slacker. Okay, I'm an OS. I'm an original slacker <laughs> from back in the day. Okay, I'm not military. I have the, the ultimate respect for, for military folks who, who are, you know, in the trenches, as it were, and having to suffer all this crap, having to suffer it. Uh, but I, I hear from them all the time that, uh, you know, uh, the military is in a really, really bad place right now. And little birdies in my ears have, have, have uh, whispered uh, stuff about, you know, massing of troops from all four branches up north in Alaska. You know, I, I can't vet any of that. I don't know if it's true or not or somebody just talking out their butt. I don't know. It kind of makes sense. You know, I we we have a new access power, and it's China and Russia, and and uh, and and certainly the information that's been leaked, but it confirms a lot of that stuff. But again, okay, we're dealing with uh, oh, this twenty-one-year-old, he's horrible, he, he's he's a tree, it's treason, he's a traitor, and certainly that's true if this is true. All right, but how did the freaking news cameras get there? How, how was there a a was it uh, New York Times? How do they fly a freaking drone over this arrest? How do they know this was happening? Okay, there's leaks everywhere, man, at every level of government right now. And I don't know which leaks are on purpose, and by that I mean which things are this is this corrupt government leaking for their own nefarious purposes, and, and what leaks are genuinely concerned people on the inside that know what the hell's going on and think it's really, really bad. I don't know. I don't know, and not knowing is the scary part. Because when your own government is so untrustworthy and so corrupt, which I believe it is, you really can't believe anything you hear. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Uh, let's where are we? Let's take a couple of calls here. Here's uh, Sam. Sam the man. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Yes. You know, as a person on the news, you were complaining you're supposed to have a fancy word. Well, you just used it nefarious and, you know <laughs> thank <and> you <laughs> does this 21 year old kid remind you of somebody named lee harvey oswald uh, does, this, <laughs> does this thing sound like the pristine bullet that went through J- john f kennedy's skull right. forward back through the neck through the wrist of J- conley through the leg of conley and came out perfectly pristine it's right just like you said these cameras were there waiting they had everything set up just let, doesn't that just like at like Mar-a-Lago. Like, Same thing at Mar-a-Lago. They're all set up there, ready to cover the story. How did they know? How did, how did they how know? How did they know? Exactly. <laughs> and how did, all the, how did all the Democratic mayors and the governors oh, have right. the same speeches during right. COVID? I got to go, man. I, didn't, I just, James, I just saw your note. 
take this guy first. Here's David. <laughs> Hello, David. Sean. How you doing? Sorry to take you. Man. Go, how you doing, man? What are you thinking? Well, first of all, um, as I told uh, the screener that uh, I used to do the exact same job. I was 21 with my top secret SCI access when I started working at NSA. Um, so I do believe that this guy found himself in a crack where he was trying to impress people because at that age you are trying to impress sure. them. oh look what i know and and things like that what i would point you to is why did the fbi take supposedly two months or three months to get this guy if mm. he was putting on documents or even talking they would have picked him up right away but for that's some an reason, excellent point this was not anyone's interest um, and so it could have been false information. It could have been put by the by the Russians. But getting back to the uh, the age of the guy, I went to school in Texas for a year to, um, and, and we knew all the things about clearances and things. Right. And I had an uncle who swore up and down. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just a radio man, and it really burned me because I wanted to prove to him, no, wow. I was in this job doing this big job. So I can see where a 21-year-old well, and it's even not to jump in, but it's even more hyperactive now than it was then in your time and my time because you know what is social media and these chat rooms, but people just bragging about themselves with left and right. Exactly. So, and instead of instead of uh, hanging around with the guys that you work with, okay, you go home to your barracks or wherever, and you're on internet right. and you don't realize how uh, exposed you are. The government should, I would think, when a person has a TSSI clearance, that automatically tags you to be monitored on right. your social Internet. So what took them so long to get the guy? Man, that's now that's caught in my brain. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I should Take have taken you first. <laughs> yeah. Hey, D David, thank you for the call, man. Thank you for your yep. service. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, I it, that, that is an excellent point. Because I, because I, there was kind of a disconnect or a dissonance in my mind when this story about the leaker started uh, started to, you know, really take hold. Because I'm like, wait a minute, we're, aren't we talking about stuff that was leaked? The, the, the stuff wasn't leaked this week. This is stuff that's been leaked. So, we, why did it take so long to get their mitts on the guy? They must have known who he was fairly soon. You know, weird crap. And yet, now uh, think about, th look at it this way. Also, we have this, the leaker at the Supreme Court level. They still don't know who that is. And yet that's a very confined group of people that could possibly have done it, that work at the Supreme Court, that work with the justices. So I, uh, well, I just kind of come back around to my original thesis statement. It's all bull crap, and I don't know what's true, and I, I, I don't know what's not true. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 talking about the big story of the day. This leaker guy arrested, 21 years of age, a gamer. James and I were talking off, off mic that, uh, you know, holy crap, when I was 21, I mean, I'm looking at this guy, he's 21, and they're claiming that he got, had access to all this really highly, highly, highly sensitive information. Damn, when I was 21, man, you wouldn't have... <laughs> you wouldn't have trusted my ass with the funny papers, you know? I mean, I, I man, I was a mess at 21. 
And he was all, I, I, I've got, I got better. But, you know, I was full of crap. I was completely full of crap when I was 21. And then you look at the gamer. We were also talking about the gamer culture. You know, I, I don't personally get it. Uh, I have a family. My son loves playing these video games. You know, it's, what, it's his main social interaction and his main uh, activity uh, when he's not working. He, he loves it, and, and they, it's social. He's got the headphones on, right? He's talking to all of his buddies. They sit up all night, and they play these video games. They interact with each other. He's, he's a good guy. He's got a good heart. You know, he's, when, uh, when my mom was having bad nights and my wife and daughter had to get some sleep, he'd sit up with my mom all night. You know, he's, he's a good man. But he loves those damn video games. And I don't understand it because I just ne- I know people my age that will sit and play video games all day, and I just don't get it. Well, I think part of it is also you're not constricted to just people in the United States that you're playing yeah. with. So Your friend, circle of friends could be, hey, this guy's in France, you know, or whatever the hell. Do you play video games? No, just I did. It was just the driving car games. Those right. are the ones I like. The last video game I played was Qbert, you know, and I was... <laughs> Like nineteen eighty, you know, eighty four or something like that. I've just never been into it. It just uh, they video games because I know people play to relax. Like right, it's you know, let like, out, let out some frustrations. Yeah, and and I don't know if Don Morgan's in the video game. I, you know, I, but for me, playing a video game is stressful. Like I, I don't. It doesn't relax me. It stresses my ass out. So we didn't and know, I have it just doesn't it's never clicked with me. We didn't know this guy's age until today or did they release that like yesterday in the evening news? That he was 21? Yeah. Oh, we knew he was 21 yesterday cuz I, I heard Okay, cuz I heard the Minecraft uh deal or whatever the game he was playing. Right. And, I, and I was immediately I was like, okay, this is not an older person. It's a younger most, guy. Most most likely. I just I've never did you ever get into the video game thing? Not you know when we I go to the arcade as a teenager right you know and play asteroids and Pac Man and whatever. But weren't but you and I going to the arcades to look at the young girls? That's really why we were there when we were fourteen. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but, but you know you had but, to go somewhere, right? You know, I mean, it, it's not like now where you have the world at your fingertips in your living room, right? Right. Um, back then, you would of course have to if you wanted to play video games and hang out with your friends and you know play some games, you'd have to go to the arcade. But it was a social thing. It really know? was. Really, you went out to the arcade. Some Sometimes you'd have to stand in line to wait to play right. whatever game it was you wanted. But now to play, people so. live their entire social existence, you know, in a room yeah, playing yeah, but, these games. But even when I had, uh, probably eighty-one or so, when I got a Atari twenty-six hundred, right. it was half an hour, twenty minutes, and I'd move on. Yeah, it was just something to kill some time. You know, there were always other things to do. The first so. time I learned that it's really. Because I think it's an addiction. It, it has oh, all the earmarks of an yeah, addiction. Really you know, and I know a little bit about that. Right. I, the first time I knew that people get, I, I was living in uh, in the upstairs uh, apartment of this old house in Maryland, and there was it was two story, and there was about three or four dudes in the in the apartment below us, or the bottom floor of the house, that were guys my age. They sat in the dark, smoked grass, and played video games. All the t- it never stopped, and this was like 1996. Yeah, that's and right. uh, you look at where it is now, right. and I I don't get it. I I just don't. But a lot of people do, yeah, and it's their I, main thing. I didn't realize how um, how addicting it is until I think my two older kids were 
11, 12, 13, mm-hmm. and through there. And one year for Christmas, we got them a video game system. Right. I didn't think too much about it. I hooked it up, you know, right. and got it ready. And they were playing when, all right, guys, don't, you know, I'm going to bed. And the next morning, they're still there. Yeah. You know, it was, play, like, the, right. yeah, wow. it was like Christmas vacation. They were up all night long. <laughs> they play all night. Yeah. Man. I'm like, hey, you know, it's time to unplug this bad boy. Eyes all red and everything else. You know? I remember. <laughs> My former uh, mother-in-law got my daughter, uh, remember the Wii things uh, that were yeah, very popular right. for a brief where you could, like, yeah, p- play, you could, you know, it was, tactile. Yeah, it was and very it, interactive and what have you. And uh, she bought bought my daughter one of those, and I was livid. I was like, I didn't okay that. I don't want her having that. And I felt bad afterwards because my daughter really enjoyed playing it, and she went through a run. She's like that. She doesn't, she go through, through, went through the phase of it and then got over it. Yeah. Right. But I was I was kind of a jerk because I was like, I don't want her to have that, you know, because yeah. I, I, I do. I think it's an addiction. And but, you, uh, know, you, you do your job as a parent and just put you know, limits on sure. all that stuff. And it, it's fine. Do I look like a guy who put limits on anybody? Not at all. I'm not even capable not at all. of putting limits no. on myself. I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't something you took up, to be honest with you. I had too many other addictions I was exploring and the video games got in the way. <laughs> You, you, maybe it could have enhanced your other addictions maybe and made it, it even more interesting. Maybe it would have been a better addiction for me to follow for 30 right. years, you know, than the other ones. But I've just it just never had any allure to me. It just ne- I never was interested ever. Yeah. And so this guy is supposedly sharing this with his gaming, I guess, gaming yeah. community. That's, that's what we're hearing. And do wow. we know where the rest of the community is? No. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we're like, like, we're about cut. to find out, aren't we? Was there a guy so, named yeah. Vlad you were playing with <laughs> right. there? Vlad and G. <laughs> yeah. Vlad the. Yeah. Well, I have this one guy he called Vlad the Impaler, but I'm sure he's not Russian. But he's so. friends with Zelensky 69. <laughs> <laughs> And and another guy, G Parte, uh, is uh, is they're pretty tight. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSa. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSa FM one zero seven one. I'm gonna take a call, then we'll riff on some other stuff, including. The new, the folks who are now burning their bras. You know, the, the the front end of the feminist movement or in the middle chapter of the feminist movement, you had a lot of people burning their bras, uh, you know, in reaction not only to how women felt they were being treated in the, in the country at that time, but also in opposition to the Vietnam War, blah, blah, blah. We have a new burning your bra challenge. People are burning. Women! Biological women are burning their bras again. I'll tell you why coming up. But first, here's Alex. Alex, how you doing? Rhyme up. Hey. Rhyme up. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. It's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy damn Friday, man. <laughs> All right. Smoke and mirrors, brother. This is this is the this is the modus operandi of our current occupant of the White House. You're talking about the leaker, we have right? Evidence. We have yo, yo, the leaker. Yeah. Okay, the guy that the newspapers knew of before the freaking FBI. Really? Come on. Right. All right. So now we know that Burisma and Hunter Biden and all his buddies were propped up by his father. We have hard evidence of it. But see, that story went away because mm. we have the big story of the day, the leak. OK, we have all kinds of evidence against Joe Biden being a pure criminal. Yeah. All right. The guy should be in jail. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that also helps cover up his bumbling, stumbling trip 
to Northern Ireland <laughs> that if you watch one of his one of his speeches or one of his you know news conferences, not. <laughs> the guy is a complete well, the, the, the entire just very quickly the very the entire Irish trip has just been one big embarrassment, one way or the other. Certainly. And how do you cover that embarrassment up? Oh, you come up with a big story that everybody. Oh, look at the shiny oh, we got, over there. We got him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got him. So here's what it all comes down to. All right, and I'm going to tell you because you were talking about it earlier about something feels like it's about to happen. Yeah. Okay. You were talking about the infrastructure problems we have, mm. all these mass shootings that we have. Yeah, you do. And it's all a setup because you're not going to get to the 2024 election before you see the biggest power grab in U.S. history by your government trying to take the Constitution and toss it. Well, that and I and, and what right now and what situation would be most optimal for for them to trash the the constitution like they really want to okay two well, situations and hope by from their perspective probably will be going on at the same time utter freaking anarchy in the streets of america and war <laughs> you know war like an which, actual shooting war a, with china and russia yeah who has us on the brink of world war three Joe Biden, yeah. the guy that's going to bring the whole world together, and oh, I have ninety-one hours of, of you know of time with Xi. Oh, God. Come on, man, yeah. that guy's in a total incompetence. He'll he'll all bring right? us and all we're together when we're all, he'll bring us all together when we're in the same ash heap. I got to run, man. Exactly, Alex. Thank have you. A good, have a good weekend. You too, brother. You too. And and you know, and this is also why. And I tell you this every Friday when I get off the air at eleven oh one. When I walk out of the studio at eleven oh one. I turn off the damn news till Sunday afternoon, man. You gotta take a break from this crap. It'll make you crazy. So women, biological women, like who are real women. Sorry, if you're a tranny and you're triggered by that, I don't care. In fact, I enjoy you being upset. Uh there's a new uh TikTok thing. Uh it's uh the Burn Bra Challenge. Where biological women, you know, women who actually have breasts, uh, are burning their Nike sports bras on camera. And they're doing this because Nike uh, gave a whole bunch of money to Dylan Mulvaney, who's a freaking dude. Uh, to be the to endorse their their athletic bras. And so I, I'm sure you've seen the video. I wish I could freaking unsee it. I may go to therapy to get this crap out of my head. But there's Dylan Mulvaney for Nike, and he's he's a scrawny twerp. He's a dude, man. And he's he's hopping around wearing an athletic support bra. The man has no breasts. Now, I don't know how you characterize that as not being insulting and demeaning to to biological women, but they're having none of it. And they're man, look, Nick Cave was right, Johnny Rotten's right. the The new radicals, the new anti-establishment crowd, are you and me. Who's burning their bras? You think they're uh, extreme liberal chicks that think, uh, you know, the pronouns are everything, and you can choose your 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 gender construct no 
conservative women and, bio, and and plus a lot of Democrat women who are just tired of being peed upon by this trans movement. Okay, so burn away. In fact, I, I've sent my wife several texts already that I want her to start burning her bras. We're, let's have a bonfire, baby. You can burn all your bras this weekend. Burn every last one of them, baby. So you don't have any more brassiers. And he can just be free, baby. I'm so sorry. That got creepy. 210-599-50. I can't be creepy when I'm talking about my own wife. Can't, it's not a secret. Can't be creepy when I'm talking about my own wife. Burn them bras, baby. 210-599. What are you shaking your head about, Don? <laughs> Why are you encouraging your wife to burn her undergarments? That's what I'm worried about. Because well, then she won't have I mean, any undergarments to wear. What's next? <laughs> it sounds like a win-win. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Okay, um, let's take a break. Two ones. Rima stops by Valero and buys out every Bic lighter they have in the place. A little propane, a little, yeah, little really? lighter, some lighter fluid. Yeah. What's with this five-gallon can you of can, gas? Oh, you're going to find out. Baby, that's the beauty of yeah. the sacrament of holy matrimony. You can be right. as creepy as you want, as long as you're being creepy with your own woman. Okay, that's just how it works. All right? you know, I, can, I, can be as, I can creep out of my spouse all I want. I'm sure she's thrilled. I'm sure she is. Yeah, she's she, just, you know. That's why the woman has not had a decent night's sleep in 10 years. It's because of one me. eye open. Creeping around. Next. Right. I, just, I just texted my, my wife. What are you wearing? Dot, 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 dot. Anyway. <laughs> and I, just one more thing, because it is Friday and I don't care. I do have to be careful about it, making sure that I'm texting my wife and not somebody else accidentally. Right. Because I say some filthy crap to my wife. Yeah. All right. Two one zero five nine nine. It's all good filth. It's not though. I almost slapped your face the other day when I got a text from you. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was meant for my wife. All right. Two, you are weird. Two, I don't want to know what you you look like naked. Two one zero five nine. As if you don't already know. <laughs> all right. That was a long night. Uh, Don's been here ten years now. We'll talk about it. It's oh, Sean my. on News Talk five fifty KTSA. News that moves you. On my way to work. They have great reporting. They have interesting stories. Just the personalities. Catch Ware and Rima. Weekdays starting at 7 a.m. Well, they cover everything in depth. Nationally, internationally. And stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. my show. I'm Sean. Your phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, I you know it, 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 this will make you laugh. It, it's 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 funny and sad at the same time, you know, because uh, we live in funny and sad and stupid times. But HBO has HBO Max is doing a new Harry Potter series. Now I'm I'm not I've never been a huge fan. I tried to read the first book, and I just couldn't get into a book written from the perspective of a nine-year-old. Or I just, but they're brilliant books. I, I don't take away from her accomplishments. J.K. Rowling is brilliant, man, and she's accomplished brilliant feats in the literary world. Certainly, she has. But because she doesn't think that hairy-ass guys should be competing against actual biological women in women's sports. She's a Nazi. She 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 is the leader of a hate group. And uh, since it was announced that the new uh, Harry Potter HBO Max show will feature an executive producer by the name of J.K. Rowling, the trannies are on the march. Oh my God, are they pissed? These are dudes in dresses. 
Uh, let me just read you. Everyone, the, this faithful adaptation of Harry, because the, the point of the series is when you make, they made seven mo- or eight movies, I guess. But even in a you know four-hour freaking movie, you you can't really get all of the material from an 800-page novel into that movie. So there were things they had to skip over. So the idea of the video of the TV series is that they can explore the the story more in its complexity and completion compared to the books. That's the point of the show. The point of the show is to make more freaking money off of Harry Potter, and I, I think that's great. But my God. Uh, let's see, somebody named Catherine. This faithful adaptation of Harry Potter announced with absolutely bullcrap, except she used the word, craven disdain for Rowling's political impact is bad. Another person, uh, if you interview an actor or filmmaker or executive involved with the Harry Potter TV show and don't lead with a question about J.K. Rowling leading a hate group, you're done over out of the art club. Sit down and shut up. You're a dude in a dress. You're just a stinking dude in a dress, man. I'm so tired of this. If You know, if you think the woman who wrote a bunch of fantastical books about dragons and magic spells and wizards is leading a hate group, you have a real low standard for what a hate group is, okay? Like really low, like really low, okay? Some guy in a pointy hood would just destroy you. I mean, if that's what you, if you think Harry Potter fans constitute a hate group, you've read very little about the history of World War II. The Nazis were actually a hate group. (laughs) They actually hated people, and they actually acted upon it, okay? The only hate group in the room right now... Oh, wow, is you, you, dude in a dress, you're the hate group. You're the ones who are buggy-eyed with frothy hate, shooting nine-year-olds in schools, planning to shoot other people, trying to beat up, you know, a college swimmer because, uh, oh, oh, my God, she doesn't respect your freaking pronouns. You're a dude in a dress, man. That's all you are. And everybody knows it. I think people are just done with this crap, man. Harry Potter is triggering you. I, you know, I'm not the most masculine dude on the face of the planet, and I'm the first to admit that, okay? All right? Okay? But I, I'm, not, I, I don't, I'm not triggered by Harry Potter. Okay, if you're... If, if seriously, dude, if Harry Potter triggers you and the chick who wrote the Harry Potter books is someone who besets your mind and fills your heart with rage, you need some freaking therapy, man, and not gender therapy, okay? Like good old-fashioned, you're freaking nuts therapy. That's what you need, okay? Because you know what? And this is my new slogan, and I, I this is my intellectual property, James, so I'm putting my copyright on this. You're just a dude in a dress, dot, 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 dot. Okay? You're just a dude in a dress. And you probably need a participation ribbon. Probably need a participation trophy to soothe your frail little dinky-ass ego. (laughs) Because, again, you know what I mean? That's like being freaked out by a hobbit. You know, that's like like a hobbit, you know, giving you nightmares. Chill, man. Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And I'm Sean. And I, you know, I, 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 I got a couple of things I want to hit this hour. But I, I, you know, I got to do a pickup from what I was just talking about because I didn't really tell you the full story of this J.K. Rowling thing, and it doesn't matter to the story or why I'm bringing this up that whether you like Harry Potter or not or J.K. Rowling or not, that's that's not the point. But something fascinating is going on with with HBO Max that I kind of left out when I was discussing this a few minutes ago. And I want to frame this in the context of the Bud Light reaction, which is badass. You know, you you really just lifted your leg on, on and and peed on your your core consumer base uh, at Bud Light uh, with with this tranny thing, this D- Dylan Mulvaney thing, and I've already said his name way too many times on the air. But Bud Light went the whole woke way; they 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 caved and they went with it, uh, and it cost them thus far. It's cost them six billion dollars. Because the reaction was huge. Again, we got, you know, uh, we got Kid Rock taking an AK to some Bud Light. We got major country music stars with bars and, and clubs who are dropping their uh, patronage of, of Anheuser-Busch products. It's, it's a big freaking deal in, in, the, uh, in the corporate world. Yeah? Yeah, I have to, you what? have to wonder how that's going to go. What? When you have the next meeting with shareholders, and you're the one that called for this marketing campaign that lost $6 billion. You know, I'm just going to let myself out. Uh, yeah. I've already cleaned out my desk. You know, Because right. these people lost money. You know, at first, when I, until I saw who it was, a young woman, I thought, well, maybe it's the same guy that came up with new Coke back in 85. <laughs> You know, maybe Both it's were that, just or, an incredibly yeah. bad idea. Yeah. Clear Pepsi. It's that guy. Clear Pepsi. But no, it's, it's somebody else. But, you know, else. we all knew when you saw it immediately that, oh, this is not going to go well with people who like or support Bud Light or Budweiser or any of the other products. And they did. Right. I mean, the reactions, yeah. you, you can't miss the reaction. And so now we go to HBO Max, and they've announced J.K. Rowling is the executive producer of this new Harry Potter series. Right. And they're not backing down. Uh, They wrote, uh, I'm going to read you something. This is from uh, one of the, let's see, where is this guy? Uh, HBO Max is not backing down. They're not uh, talking about uh, uh, J.K. Rowling. Casey Bloys, uh, I'm reading a Breitbart article. uh, Casey Bloys is the chairman and CEO of HBO Max uh, content. Okay, so he's the guy who greenlights the content, the projects. Right. And he wrote a letter. He said, J.K. is an executive producer, and her insights will be helpful. We are in the Harry Potter business. The TV show is new and exciting, but we've been in the Harry Potter business for 20 years. This is not a new decision. We're comfortable being in the Potter business. J.K. is a very online conversation. It's very nuanced and complicated. It's not really, but they got to, you know, I understand what he's going for. And not something we're going to get into. Our priority is what's on screen. Making a quality product for people to yeah. watch and enjoy, the as Harry, they should. As they should. The Harry, yeah. Potty, Harry Potter story. Harry Potty. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different line that'll of be the, That'll yeah. be the prequel. Um, <laughs> Harry the, the Harry Potter story is incredibly affirmative and positive about love and acceptance, and that's our priority, what's on the screen. And that's he's exactly right. It is. Yeah. And you know what? People will watch it probably because yeah. of that to show support Probably. for her. Yeah. 
And it's probably HBO Max is a pretty. It's probably going to be a great series. You know, I, yeah, I because imagine. they turn out some. You know, they, they turn do. out some good stuff. They don't. They they spare no expense. You know, they, when you have something like this, right? It's a it's a proven franchise. Sure. Well, yeah, they're going to throw the checkbook at it. You yeah. know, and make it work. And they're it, they're not going to go political. And no. I and and the point being of the whole rant is that more companies need to do that. Right. I think. Yeah. More companies need to look at what just went down with Bud Light and say, you know what. We're done being afraid. We're done allowing these people to. And now, it, unfortunately, a lot of these folks have infiltrated the corporate world, as mm-hmm. evidenced by this chick at, at Bud Light. Mm-hmm. But if you're tired of the woke crap, you know, people got to start drawing lines in the sand and say, no, 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 that's it. Yeah. Not, well, do, not going to do it. As I've mentioned before, the bottom line for all of this is the bottom line. Yeah. They don't really care. Well, they want to make, they want to make, they want to make some money. We're going to come up with these seats commemorative here. cans. <laughs> you know, and put them in stores, and you know, perhaps they will sell. And you know, I'm sure they will. But you know, it, 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 it the effect on the on the bulk of your base, right? Who couldn't see that? Yeah, though? and and, and you know, it, I, you know, just admit it. You just want to make money. I would just right. I would, we you, wanted to sell more beer, yeah, right? And so we thought we'd try to sell more beer to these people, and it worked r- really badly. You, now you go to Massachusetts this time of year, and a lot of Bud Light cans will have the Boston Red Sox logo right. on there, right? I'm a Yankees fan. I'm not going to be offended by a Bud Light, you know, with, right, a, right, with right, a Red right. Sox logo on it. I just won't buy it. Right. You know? But That's I get right. why they put it but, on there. But with, because there are people who are who will and, buy, it. and they want to have the, you know, and they'll they'll keep them as part of their memorabilia collection or and, what have you. And I, and I think in a lot of other situations, that's exactly how it it would go right but with the trans stuff it's seven days a week and it's a bullhorn and it's just everywhere and unrelenting and constant mm-hmm. and then you put a trans on a bud light can and people are just like ah, that's it i'm done <laughs> i think that's really what happened i think, I think they, a lot of people who don't give a crap about bud light you know have, are, are are taking a stand on this thing right and and Besides, you, you when you were in that position, you have to do something we like to call "read the room." Yeah, and just a smidge. You, you failed, and you I get failed. you know I get trying to bring new consumers in and bringing new customers in and what have you. But you know, man, that was probably not when, a, when, obviously not a good decision when, when from a kid, marketing standpoint. When Kid Rock is going full auto on a twelve pack of Bud Light, yeah, yeah that's silly. You, you yeah. pissed off your base, yeah. you know, and it's a stunningly bad decision. Yeah. But, you know, but good for HBO for sticking with the yeah, guns. Because it, I'm like you, I, I I wasn't a huge fan of the Harry Potter series of books. I read the first one, and I have to tell you, even though I'm not a fan, I thought it was she wrote oh, it's a brilliant. wonderful book. Oh, it's very Just good. So creative and unbelievably yeah. brilliant the way she's able to create these characters in these different. Well, th- a whole new world, basically. She, she's the modern Tolkien. I yeah, mean, she, very she much created so. an entire yeah. new mythology. Yeah, that didn't exist before, right? I mean, except and, for like little bits and pieces. Basically, a whole new mythology. Yeah, uh, that she created, uh, and and you cannot take one. And I guess that's what I, I about the whole reaction to her with the female sports stuff is so nauseating to me because as a writer. Mm-hmm. The people who hate her guts probably can't string together a single sentence and have it make sense. Right. And, and they, so people who can't do what she did and does, mm. you know. Uh, and chances it, are most of most people have read one of the books. At least one. Books, and you know, you're right. I mean, e- even though it's not my my thing. I totally I admire her. I totally acknowledge yeah. that. Oh, brilliant. Well, this is amazing. What she, yeah. she was a single mom. 
Yeah, I mean, you know the story. Single yeah. mom busting her ass, just trying to get you know divorced. Uh, kind of at the bottom end of things, just and let her just had this idea. And the way she it. dealt with it was to write this. That was her create escape. This world, as most artists, that's the that's sure. the escape. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah I, so I'll be escaping here in about uh, forty five minutes. <laughs> well, you, know, you know, getting in your car and driving forty five miles per hour down the road. I'm right now. Go in my mind. <laughs> But you know, and that's I, I being something of an art snob myself. You know, when when people who can't do criticize and go nuts on somebody like her and act like her accomplishments, talk about demeaning women. You know, she is the new Tolkien. Tolkien was a dude, by the way. And if you were female and came up with the uh, with the uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it wouldn't have gotten published. Okay, that's where we were in Tolkien's time yep. in the 40s and 50s, 30s, yep. 40s, and 50s. Okay, right. so here's a woman who is a everybody that the 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 far left should love, or even the reasonable left should love, a single mom busting her ass to to get by. She's been, you know, screwed over by, by dudes. She's single. She's out in the world. She's trying to make a living. And she does this. Right. And you, know, you are the, the epitome of a misogynist jerk if you try to diminish that in any way because you want to wear a freaking sports bra. <laughs> well, you know, especially for her in, in a medium that's your chances of success are slim oh, enough. Oh, God. I, yeah. yeah. It is a miracle. To become it's, successful in in the literary world, in the, especially in the literary world, you're winning the lottery. Yeah, now it's not taking away from her ability. It just no, but it's are, rare. It's there not are a, a lot of great authors out there who yeah. you've never heard of before. You'll never you know, hear from. But you know, them. she spun the wheel of fortune at Atlanta. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Raise your hand, Sean. <laughs> They're no, going to teach my crap at college in college someday. You'll see. Someday we got to get Sean an address. I got to if I put on a dress, I'll start. I'll get published. The haiku. Oh, a Japanese kimono. <laughs> yeah, or a kimono. I should identify as a Japanese, a female Japanese, a as geisha. a geisha poet. Yeah. Put the pancake makeup on and all that stuff. Walk, James is losing it. I'm going geisha. And suddenly I'll get like a multi-million dollar random house deal to publish oh, freaking haiku. Cherry blossoms and wind chimes. <laughs> yes! You want back rub? You want sushi? I'm sorry. Do you want sir? <laughs> what you want? I do. I'm geisha. <laughs> I should walk into the big boss's office. Just I just want you to know I'm identifying as a geisha uh, yeah. from this point forward. I'm a Japanese female. And boy, do my heels hurt. Yeah. And uh, start luck. wearing the funny sandals. Yeah, so good luck clip-clopping into the, the boss's show. office. <laughs> <laughs> the little, the little, where you got to bend your feet over themselves to like get into the damn things. I want no see, more flip flops for me. What? I want to see their online campaign for this. <laughs> for for me, for you going geisha? A geisha. Oh, it's easy. I'm already writing. It. I'm <laughs> writing it in my head. <laughs> How are you going to sell this? Hi, I Sean for Black Rifle Coffee, and I geisha, geisha. I write haiku. God bless you. <laughs> Terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> Make a million dollars, man, in 30 minutes if I go trans and go geisha. All right. Oh, please Two ones. just don't. <laughs>
Just don't. I'm do going to be one of those chicks that they eat sushi off of. I want to be that guy. I'll, I'll, go, I'll get a contract with the fire department. No. I can eat. Oh, that's they be... order some naked sushi. I show up. That's going to be no. a lot of sushi. Don't you. <laughs> hey, round eye, don't you dead name me. <laughs> Stay away from the squid. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Okay, uh, 22 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. How are you? Uh, this is the show. To, it's obviously Friday, 210-599-5555. Uh, just happened to glance up at uh, Fox News. Pelosi says push for Feinstein to resign is sexist. She's nine days older than Moses, okay? She's she's like a thousand, like she's Gandalf age. We're, let's st- stick with the uh, Tolkien references here. It's not sexist. She she didn't even know she was, re- she she forgot she was retiring, okay? She's she's old. What is that? That chick's like 90, isn't she? Sexist, my ass. I, I, I'm so sick of everything. And on top of it all, again, yeah, we we have this leaker, and uh, I'm just going to kind of repeat my opening riff on this thing uh, with this 21-year-old guy, Jack, I'm not even, Teixeira? Is that Teixeira? Uh, 21-year-old guy, he's a reservist. He's, He's a National Guardsman who somehow magically got clearance to our most sensitive uh, uh, intelligence in regards to Russia, China, and Ukraine. Uh, Most of us are also asking now, well, two things. First off, because they're making a big show out of it, obviously. Uh, And as I said at the very beginning of the show, one of two things is true. Either our military and our intelligence infrastructure is so completely freaking inept possibly infested with woke idiots to the extent that we are so incompetent that a 21-year-old gamer, a selfie-taken gamer, would, would, would have access to such information and start sharing it on chat rooms. That's being inept. That's our, we're, we're in a very bad position as far as national security. Or it's all on purpose, which arguably it is because the New York Times was there for the arrest. So somebody leaked it to them. And secondly, as a caller pointed out last hour, they they knew about these leaks. And let's assume they knew where it was coming from, right? Why are they just picking the guy up now? So I don't know. I don't know what's really going on here. My sense, my initial feeling is that he's a goat tied to a stake and they're leaving him out for the T-Rexes. Because you know what? The T-Rexes are the ones who are really behind all this in the, in the first place. So I, I I don't know. But doesn't feel good, does it? Does it feel good to you where we are right now? Uh, we, we got our president in Ireland, which was probably, you know, one of the more embarrassing trips he's made. And pretty much every trip he's made has had something embarrassing about it. 
but when you can't answer a little kid's question and your crackhead son has to in, you know has to explain the question of a 9-year-old to you and i didn't hear this audio james you guys played it earlier but apparently he told everybody to lick the world is that what i heard do you have that so thank you all god bless you all let's go Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's, Let's go done. lick the world, man. That's what we need to do. Start licking on the world. How many licks does it take to get to the molten center of a planet that's 7 billion years old? I, I don't know. Is there a gummy center? Let's lick the world, man. <laughs> I'm surprised Biden didn't start going, here, well, not a joke. I'll go first. One, two, three. Three licks to lick the world, you know. We're licking the world. We are, we're already, a lot of us are already traumatized by the Dalai Lama trying to, you know, French kiss a, a little kid, you know, and suck my tongue. This is the week of the tongue. And now we have, uh, now Biden wants us to lick the world. Not sure what he means. Well, I think probably he, in his muddled mind, right, don't you think he meant, let's go out there, champ, and kick some ass or something like that? But it came off as lick the world. I want to get that on a stinking T-shirt. Let's go lick the world. La, la semana de lengua. That's what I was going to say. Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea what he just said. You said the week of the tongue. Oh, is that what you just said? Yes. The lingua. Le- I stole it from you. Is lingua mean tongue? See. Si. You know what else means tongue? La, 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 la. That, no- <laughs> that noise I've been making for 100 years. <laughs> Well, you get, out, the, you get let's out. Let's go lick the world. You get You give the world the best licking you I'm can. Licking the world. So anyway, two one zero five. Very bizarre times in which we live. Uh, when I come back, I want. I, I you know, I'm already. I'm, I'm already in full on weekend mode. I'm so sick of the news at this point. We'll talk about some, you know, life on an airplane uh, stories. I got a, uh, another guy had a bad time on an airplane. I'm getting ready to fly out for a few days to Colorado uh, in about a month. So we'll talk about, you know, uh, a situation on an airplane, how you would react. And uh, also, I'm going to go play some bingo tonight. So we'll talk about that. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry, had to clear my throat. I feel much better now. News Talk 550 KTSA. It's 1037. And just, uh, well, there's one more little serious thing. I'm having a serious thought right now, so I want to get it out over the air. Uh, and I mentioned this story briefly uh, on Where and Rima, but let me predicate this with, you know, and I think I speak for not just my generation, but a couple of generations, the generation before me, is that I have been a lifelong fan and admirer of the work of Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is, you know, by far uh, one of the most iconic and and uh, I even though you know one may argue he just played different variations of himself, but just a brilliant actor, the brilliant sense of timing. I believe the last of the great movie stars because he certainly had that quality about him. I mean, Jack Nicholson 
uh, is, is has been one of those dudes, one of those rare individuals that just gnaws on the scenery, and you love it. Yeah, dude comes on the screen, dude steps out on the stage, and all eyes are upon him. Remember the good old days of the Oscars back when they were fun, and Nicholson was always sitting in like the front row with his shades on, and he didn't host the Oscar. You know, back in them days, you didn't. You didn't it wasn't about slapping Chris Rock to get attention, man. You, you'd make some Jack Nicholson jokes while he was sitting there next to Warren, right? Just when is there? I mean, for you and I, when has there not been a Jack Nicholson? And he's 85 now. He retired from acting a few years back. And the popular uh, explanation is that he has dementia and he can't remember his lines anymore. And uh, he has not been physically seen uh, in a couple of years. The last time he was seen in public was at a Lakers game, obviously, with his son Ray. And the photographs are, were all over the place. Uh, and, uh, he has, uh, at this point not been seen physically outside of his own home in 18 months. And again, the feeling is that, you know, obviously he's got some kind of assisted care going on inside the house, but he, he's in the early stages of dementia and, uh, you know, our, our heart, uh, my heart, especially, you know, with what my family's just gone through, you know, you just feel for the guy, there's something oddly Shakespearean, something tragic about a guy who who really created this image and lived it of being a ladies' man and, you know, he's always got somebody on his arm and, you know, he's going out with nobody. But I, I got to take uh, the Daily Mail to task here because the Daily Mail, uh, I believe, uh, ex- broke this story in that uh, I guess at his... Uh, his his home in Beverly Hills on Mulholland. He, he had just out of the blue, just walked out on his. Uh, he has like a balcony porch and kind of walked out there and was looking around. And they must have had somebody planted there, was waiting for him to make a, an appearance. And they took a bunch of pictures of him, uh, and they published them. Uh, to say he looks terrible would be an understatement. And, you know, I, I'm not being funny here. I'm being totally serious. Was that necessary? Do we, do we need to see Jack Nicholson so badly and, and what he is, what he looks like now, what he's going through now, that you got to park somebody outside his freaking home, and when he wanders out onto his own balcony, you got to snap some shots of him? Was that necessary? Did we need, did we, did we need these images? And I'm not, you know, playing highfalutin here. I, I looked at him, too. I'm looking at him right now. But was it necessary? At what point do you just kind of say to yourself, you know, let the old man have his time on the on the porch there. I'm going. I'm not going to take it. But these people make extraordinary amounts of money. Whoever took these pictures made an extraordinary amount of money taking these pictures. And there's just, for me personally, as a fan, a lifelong fan, there's just something sad about it. And uh, there was a time, and, and I don't know if you think it was a great time or a crummy time or, or what have you based upon what was going on politically and culturally, but uh, there was a time where not only did the press, yes, do their jobs and actually act like journalists, but there's a, there was a certain amount of class in, in situations like this. 
Now, it's one thing if you, you got a married guy and he's having an affair and, or a married person and it's a Hollywood celebrity and you want to try. I, I, I get it. You kind of bring that crap on, your, on yourself, right? If you're really, really famous and you're going to start screwing around, okay, I get it. And, and certainly Hollywood Babylon, that whole idea, sells a lot of tabloid headlines and content. But there was, would a journalist in, in, let's say, 19, I don't know, 1975, 1965, 1955, would they have taken these pictures? They have published them? You know, I, I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe I'm, I'm being naive. But, wow. As a lifelong fan of Jack Nicholson, it really wasn't necessary to see him in this state. And I, I can tell you uh, that with my mom's situation, we were, and my wife was number one, we were very conscious and cognizant of, you know, who we let interact with her, uh, <laughs> kind of pictures we took. I mean, I, I'm, I'm being honest with you. When somebody is in dementia, when they're at that stage of life, it's sad. It's heartbreaking. It, it really, if you've been through it, and a lot of you have, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. It, it over and over and over again. And when you're caring for somebody in that situation, and you know our hospice workers are just amazing people. Really, uh, there's a lot of you know people say there's dignity in dying. There's no dignity in dying. D- dying is not dignified at all. It's very biological. It's very icky. It's very gross. And when we have our senior citizens and our family members who are at that stage of life, you spend a lot of time just trying to afford them some simple dignity. And so there's something about these pictures that just bothers me. And I don't know if, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm still just a little sensitive. I don't know. But, man, wow, that needed to be published. Let Jack have it. Jack Nicholson has provided this world with more entertainment and more good art than most people will, you know, in in 100 lifetimes. Arguably, the guy has been a joy for decades as far as a film actor. And we couldn't have just let him have a little bit of dignity and some peace. <laughs> you know, we, we needed the pic we needed the freaking pictures that badly. You know. But then I I think about this crap and I and I watch TV. If you sit and watch TV, you know, you will see on commercials crap <laughs> that people didn't need to talk about mixed company. You know what I mean? And and now it's just, oh, there we are. It's right there in front of you. And uh, it, 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 I think there's a it's a shame, you know, we're, we're, we're not a we're not a very classy lot on planet Earth right now in the year 2023. Not that Jack Nicholson was also the epitome of class, but I just think it's sad. And I think the publication of the pictures is, is kind of depressing. Two one zero five. And you notice I didn't do my fancy Jack Nicholson accent. And I'm not going to because I'm, I'm, I'm being serious here. And we just uh those of us who have loved his work uh for our, our entire lives we just wish him the best 2105995555 2105995555 it's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA 550 KTSA and FM 1071 I am so happy to talk with you guys News Talk made for you We we need everything that you are doing KTSA KTSA We need you more now than ever Stay connected Yeah, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm sorry I got a little heavy there. Standing up standing up for Jack, man. Sir Nicholson. 
Um, but we got we had a story that uh, James has been telling me about, and I have not. Uh, I, I I am hearing this story for the first time. You said uh, Trey found this story. Yeah, we just didn't get to it this morning. And uh, it, it concerns an alligator. Yes, and very. Uh... It's 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 funny audio. Is what it so is. let me set set it up for me. So we got this is in Louisiana, right? Where they have a lot of large reptiles <laughs> who have not evolved much since the you know since the prehistoric times, and we have an alligator. What walking across the street or something? Yeah, just walking across the street and. Uh... These two girls. It's a night out, obviously. Mm-hmm. They so got, it's in like a. It's not like an out in the middle of nowhere. This no, is, no. It's it. It looks residential. Uh, they got the music bumping. I think they're maybe going to the club or coming home from the club. Right. And it's just funny. Let's go ahead and listen. They're seeing an alligator. It's a big damn alligator. Oh, I'm about to play with an alligator tonight. No, so you've been drinking. See? Don't play with the alligator. I love the music. Is the alligator, is the alligator like walking to the beat, I wonder? No, but I like how one of them says, I'm fitting to play with an alligator I'm going to go play with a damn alligator. You play with a damn alligator, you're going to wake up tomorrow, if you wake up tomorrow, without a couple of limbs, all right? You've been drinking. Don't play with the alligator. I, uh, you know, I, I, I have a very, uh, you know, I know you're an animal lover, and I have a very, uh, cer- I have a very a rule about animals, wild animals, and animals in general in my life. Okay, because I, I'll be honest with you, I'm really not into wild animals because, well, they'll freaking kill you. I, I, one of the reasons I am thankful I don't live in Colorado anymore is because they have lots of fast-moving, dangerous animals that want to kill you. Thankfully, alligators are not all that fast moving. But when it comes to it's all yesterday was National Pet Day as well, or maybe that's today. I don't know. I I don't want James. I don't want anything living under my roof that can kill me. That that's my law. That's my rule with my family unit. I say, I don't care what kind of animal you want to bring into this house, but nothing will live under this roof that can possibly kill me. Now, eat you after you're dead. That's different. Well, the cats might have to someday. That's different. I don't want some critter living in my in my house that can actually take me out while I'm kicking. You want to eat me when I'm done? That's fine. You want to turn me into Purina afterwards? Okay. I wanted to talk about this. I, I think Don is actually engaged with, you know, doing some new stuff. But I wanted to, to talk to him on the air about the fact that today is his 10-year anniversary of setting foot in San Antonio. It was 10 years ago today that Don Morgan, because he's from Bangor, <laughs> right? And, uh, and he, the t- it was 10 years ago today that was his first day on the air. Uh, and uh, Oh, come on, Don. Hey, you guys stop talking news in there. I'm trying to do some funny crap on the air here. <laughs> and what's funny is his, his picture, to remember the 10-year anniversary, is from the plane. And it's taking a picture outside of the plane by the wing. We were bringing up, I wanted to end the show with, this is, it was 10 years ago today. Christian's sticking his head. We were talking about news. No, I know, no, but no, I'm, I that. I'm trying to have some fun here. We're having our weekly news meeting here. <laughs> but it was 10 years ago today that you set foot in San Antonio for the very first time. Right. Now, I, I, I had to clarify something because I, I 
I'd been to Texas before, right? Just because we drove to California from Connecticut when I was a kid, so we just drove through. But I was really young; I don't remember right. a whole lot You've about it. You've never been to San Antonio. But as Antonio. far as coming down here right. and spending, it never happened until right. ten years ago. I came down here. Well, first and foremost, I'm glad you did, you did that because I love knowing you and being your friend. You being my friend and me being—I mean, it's just we've we've had some moments. Just a few, the odd moment over the past, uh, because you got here yeah. about a year after I did, right? And also, you're you're getting your award this weekend, uh, the official presentation in Austin uh, tomorrow for the Associated Press Award, right? Yeah. And uh, congratulations Thank once you. again, absolutely deserved, one thousand percent. Badass, uh, Don. You're, you're best in the business. Uh, but I, I wanted to ask you before we got out of here: when you first set foot in San Antonio, what were your reactions? Because I know when I first set foot <laughs> in San Antonio, I was in love. Right, and I'd lived in Austin, and I wasn't convinced about Texas yet. Living in Austin, I, I still had thoughts about getting the hell out of here. Yeah, until I moved to San Antonio, and just I fell in love with this town immediately. Now, was it an immediate thing for you, or did it grow on you, or what? Uh, I, you know, I was intrigued by it all because right. it wasn't what I expected it in the least. Yeah, but, you know, you got to remember the day I flew down here. I left from Hartford. And it was uh, 42 degrees or something like that. <laughs> and I land here, and it's 142 degrees. <laughs> All so, right, right. Well, I don't know about this, you yeah. know. And, Welcome um, to Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> right, basically. And, and, and what surprised me about it was how urban it actually is. Right. Uh, because you it's know, a big city, yeah, yeah, and you don't you don't expect that when you're from you know you hear the Alamo and stuff, and you think, well, it's in the middle of the desert somewhere, you know, <laughs> a bunch of chuck wagons uh, yeah, are rolling. Yeah, basically, and I, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but I you know I I expected to see more. Um, rural settings and right. what have you. Right. Uh, so we, I and I I drive from Austin to here, and I'm like, where's all this, that, and the other thing? And we go to the Alamo, and I'm like, it's in the middle of town. What the hell? <laughs> I loved it. I was like, oh, I like yeah. It. I was, well, that's different. Like there's know, a place over there. I wasn't expecting that, right. but uh, but you know, I I think what what I was so impressed with about the area was the number of cultures that mm. you will encounter in a short amount of time. And how it all, everybody just gets along, you know? And yeah. I was just talking to Christian about that. Yeah. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Boston as a younger guy. And sometimes people just don't get along, you know? It's well, like, I mean, it's yeah. a different, I mean, yeah. I grew up in, it's a different ethic. It's, I mean, it's very, it really a lot, is. A lot of anger. Yeah. And I didn't get that here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was very intriguing to me. At the time, I had no intention of moving here. Right. Um, I was just here to visit and see how things went. And then... Um, then I started to really think about it, and I came back in July, and it went. It was 140 in April, and it was 190 <laughs> in July. Right, right. And I, I parts of me melted off, and so, uh, <laughs> you know, like my, like your hair. And my hair melted. I had a full head of hair, you know. But uh, but I it's I had the same reaction in that the cu- culturally you I've never lived in a place this diverse, right. and I've lived in yeah. towns that can't shut up about their own diversity, and there's yeah, none of it. Yeah, there really isn't. It. But here, you genuinely do have all of these different cultures that have been right. here since day one. Yeah, seamlessly interacting with yeah, each other. Yeah, and and you know, that was it was that was the beauty of it for me. Was yeah. just the the different backgrounds or what have you, and, and I was telling we were just talking to Christian just a little while ago. You know, I, I was living in Bangor, Maine before I came right. here, and you wouldn't think too much about it, but it's a pretty rough town. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you know, and I was saying there were times that I would walk through Bangor at one, two in the morning, and I'd be scared to death. <laughs> you know, and I come here, and it's like ah, you know. It's, <laughs> 
it's just as dangerous. Just doesn't feel that way. No, but you know, they can still get chicken on a stick. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, the difference is before here before they stab you, they'll feed you. Yeah, which you'll, is you'll eat real you know, good, you'll, man. You'll, you'll, you'll die uh, <laughs> with a full stomach. And here's some know. great music. <laughs> I just and there's that, you know. I I've never been a big city guy, you know. I've yeah. lived in a lot of small towns over the years, but I just fell in love with San Antonio. There was a vibrance to it, right. and you're right. Everybody gets along. We don't well, really the have the part, issues you know, that you see in other cities with yeah. the, this many it's communities. There, it's, it's there, but it's not to the forefront. You have to be we, here you, for a while to well, see. Well, you that. said it. We all get along. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You have to be here for a while, but we all get along. Yeah. It's, you know. the, it's the safest way to visit Mexico without leaving the United <laughs> yeah, States. Absolutely. Just true. come to San Antonio. It's the most northern Mexican city. You're, you're fine. Right. I concur. And, 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 I will, and I will say this here live on the air, and I don't care who has a problem with it, but if it weren't for that influence, for that, for that me- Mexican influence, right. it would be a dull town. Yeah, honest, I can see that. Right. It, it just wouldn't be as happening. The, the, the party vibe just wouldn't be there. Every so, day is fiesta in exactly. SA. You got to well, love gla- that. I'm glad you're here. Love I'm you, man. <laughs> you stepped on attack. Thanks. Thank you, James. That was yeah. interesting. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.